0: Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might
1: just make it out alive. This is ZomPocalypse Now. I would just like to say that that uh, music video for Disney zombies is... Mean. Bam, as could probably be found on the YouTubes. Uh, that was terrible. <laughs> so was bad. It's <laughs> so, so many so, ways. It's next week. I'm so excited. Oh my god! So it's, and Comic Con is next week as well. Yes, yes it is.
0: So uh, hate watching is a thing mm-hmm. that we have enjoyed for quite some time. Oh
1: yes, that's I when I was a child. Like that was always it's always been a thing that I've enjoyed.
0: Now, we had the um, pleasure, I suppose, of really kind of starting this review. Um, uh, it wasn't apocalypse Now then. Mm-hmm, yeah. It was, uh, well, we didn't really have a name for it so much. It was just the Walking Dead review yeah. that you and I were doing. And um, we kind of called it Team Zombie from time yeah. to time. But more than anything else, until we had the podcast, it really didn't have a name. But pretty much starting with Season 2, when we started doing the, the reviews in earnest... Um, the Walking Dead reviews were kind of hate-watching. Yeah. And so next week's Disney Zombies is actually in a grand tradition of watching things that are not right. No. In, <laughs> and are broken. In, in no way correct. And, but God, that music video was just awful. So we have that to look forward to. Hi, folks, I'm Tim. Hi, Dustin. And this is on Apocalypse Now. And next week we will... Be watching Disney Zombies because there is no God. <laughs> no, because God is good. <laughs> because God is dead. <laughs> God is undead. I don't yeah. know. But um, we are also hate watching. Until then, yeah. we are on the second episode of The Miss, which is definitely a hate watch show because this show is again. I think we mentioned it. La- we, we did mention it last week. Uh, this is a show that was written by people who had never actually met humans before. No.
1: Uh, no, no one who has any idea of how how consistency of character work, oh god, or or how uh, people would react in dangerous situations, or how to drive a car, <laughs> um, because we get for the first well, uh, we had two car accidents this week. We do, yes, um, because the sheriff. Having having abandoned everyone at the sheriff station uh, and because he's
0: awful. Yes,
1: has driven away in in Kevin's car. Yep. And we have the cast list and everything up on my He pad. he promptly hits a moose. And lives. Survives. The moose does not. No, in fact the moose gets off easy because the moose doesn't have to be part of the show anymore. And then so he goes running into the church. Meanwhile, yes. everyone at the sheriff's station decides they're going to leave, and they get out. Or uh, uh, Ma- Maya, uh, Mia, I'm sorry, Mia is is in the evidence locker trying to get her some drugs. Right, she's tearing through bags, and she finds a container of pills of some mm-hmm. kind. And um, then, uh, what is it? Uh, no, uh, Brian. Brian. Brian comes in. He's a soldier. He comes in and finds her. And he's like, hey, are you a drug addict? And she's like, no, I'm just sweaty and twitchy all the time. <laughs> and he's like, okay. Yeah. he's and like, she's like, no,
0: come on, I'm scared. Please don't, tell. Please don't tell Kevin about this. And he, because, I don't know, she's got breasts or something? Who knows? Uh, he's like, yeah, sure, even though, again, this is not normal behavior at all. You right. are, you're in a dangerous situation, and you have someone who is clearly a junkie, And um, you may have noticed in the history of uh, pretty much all pop culture entertainment, and Mm -hmm. even more so in real life, um, junkies are not the most reliable individuals in the world. No. And. Yes. (laughs) So I'm
1: like, why would you you dress this person? And he's like, I don't know. (laughs) Because she's nice. Because she, I like sweaty and twitchy. (laughs) Sweaty and twitchy. each their own. Yes. And so, so they, Aiden, Adrian, what's the kid's name? Uh, Adrian. Adrian Adrian and Kevin and Brian and Maya, Mia, all get in the car and the sheriff's, and they're driving away. And, and this is an important, this is an important thing. Mm -hmm. Maya asks, I'm going to say Maya the whole time. I just feel it. Mia asks, where's the mall? Right. And Kevin says it's about a mile away. Go up the street a mile and take a right. And before they even make it like I guess 6 yards, <laughs> somebody jumps out of the mist with a gun. He's like, "We need your car. Give us your car." And Mia freaks out and guns it. And uh and then I guess I guess she hits Kevin's car.
0: I'm not sure which car she... Did. I, I didn't register, but she basically... Everyone else is yelling, you know, slow, slow down. Slow come on. And she's tearing through the mist, and she manages to flip the car in a way that... By the way, I mean, we could go into a whole thing about car physics and, and how gravity and impact works. Short version is, when you slam a car into another car, yeah. what happens next is not what happens in no. this show. Because the car gets flipped. And lands on its hood. Nobody is seriously injured, by the way. Right. Because um, I I really don't, the slightest idea why no one is seriously injured because it doesn't make any damn sense. Nope, yeah. Um, And then the best part of that scene, though, is they're lying there on upside down and they're all talking. you okay? Are you okay? I'm okay, okay. And then suddenly one of the windows starts to crack. Mm -hmm. Now, on one hand, It was actually a pretty tense kind of bit where you're lying there and you're inside a car and there's mist is all around you and the window starts to crack. Right. It's a neat dramatic effect, completely spoiled by the fact that their solution to the problem is to get out of the car and run into the mist. So the mist that was coming in... Right. Is where they go. Right. I, and, like, was, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, on one hand, it makes complete sense. But it
1: completely sucks all the drama out of that neat little scene. Well, here's the problem with the way that The Mist is handled in The Mist. Oh, yes. Well, we they never decide. Don't, and I've seen all ten episodes. We're gonna. This is going to be our, our little bit, you know, hate-watchy show. So we've only done two episodes. We'll do more episodes as it comes It's not really that important to our lives. Um, They never decide if the mist itself is a problem or if what comes along with the mist Mm. is the problem. It never establishes at all, ever, if what inhaling the mist does to you... like or if there's any kind of problem that is inherent with the actual fog itself, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to the things that are in the fog, or the things the fog projects for you to see. Well, in, in the original
0: story, and in the movie, the, it's not the mist itself, it's what's in the mist. It's what right. the mist hides. Here, throughout the entire episode, and it was last episode too, is from scene to scene, from shot to shot in each scene, the density of the mist changes. Mm -hmm. And as far as I can tell, it changes so that the audience can see this thing or that thing better or worse. Right. That's the whole point. Um, It's a CG mist, by the way. There are times when it is blatantly obvious that they are not in a giant fog machine bank. Right, It is, you know, this is digital mist and it's got some real problems with its effectiveness because of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and nobody mentions this ever again by the way. So you're you are admittedly upside down in a car. This is not an ideal place to be. No. But something is making that glass break. That is not how glass breaks on its own. Mm-hmm. Something is happening. Nobody mentions it again. Right. I mean, just it's like, oh, it's
1: like run run well, the mist has no consistency of character. The <laughs> characters have no consistency of right. character. <laughs> so they
0: say, where are we going to go? Let's go to the church.
1: Yes. And the bells start ringing. Right. And
0: so they run to the church, and they get to the church. Oh, let me forget. I forgot to mention. Um, Kevin has blood on his face from the right. deputy. And it stays on his face. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mrs. Mrs. Raven. Mrs. Raven has blood on her face from when her husband got shot. Right. And the first time we see her in this episode, she's still got blood on her face because no one took the old lady whose husband has just been killed and in front is, of her and said, living, Have handkerchief dear. Living through some shock right now. Nobody has sought to say, sit her down and go, let's clean up that face. Mm-hmm. Kevin is running around doing all these things, and yet... He's got blood all over his face. And I'm thinking, if I get a hair or an eyelash on my cheek, I'm like, ah, get it off. Right. (laughs) I mean, I've had blood on my face before. I've had, a million years ago when I was a a manager for Borders, the the Black Friday uh, signs. And you know those big foam core signs? They're just, you know, they're probably, what, four by six? And they've got, uh, you know, they've got the picture or whatever on the front. But in the Mm -hmm. middle is foam core. And the edges are tapered. Right. Which actually makes them very sharp. And one of the ceiling supports for this sign came loose. It had not; I had not clipped it on as securely as I thought I had. And so I had stepped down off the ladder, and I heard this noise behind me. I'm the only person in the store. Yeah. And I turn around, and the noise I had heard was the clip coming loose and the sign arcing through the air. Oh. And it clocked me. Right in the middle of my forehead. Ouch. And it wasn't, you know, it's not heavy. I was surprised more than anything else that knocked me over. I was just like, you know, could you jerk back? And I ended up falling over backwards. But it slashed about an inch long hole in my forehead. Um, you know, just a really nasty, well, essentially a really nasty paper cut. Mm-hmm. But, of course, it's a head wound. So it bled everywhere. I
1: don't, Do you still have that scar? I
0: might. I don't know. I don't pay attention to it anymore. Um, but of course, I li- I'm lying on my back, and there's blood running down my forehead. I was very aware of the blood on my forehead. I was just mm-hmm. like, so I went and cleaned it off. You know, these people are running around with
1: caked blood on their faces when they, you know, right? It's well, just not weird. to not to like defend the mist too much, <laughs> but you know, they've got other things they're thinking about. You know, as, it, but you know. but how hard is it to sit there and go, here's a Kleenex,
0: right? I don't know why it bothers me so much, but especially in the case of Mrs. Raven, mm-hmm. where it's like. Why are you letting this poor traumatized woman walk around with blood all over her? Her husband's face? blood. Her husband, why would you do that? So, anyway, um, the sheriff has made it to the church as well.
1: Yes. and Kevin's not too
0: happy to see him again. No, because mostly because the sheriff is a world class asshole. Kevin's like, You abandoned us. And he's like, I waited for you. And they're like, No, you didn't. It's mm-hmm. like, Then I was attacked
1: by. I was attacked and I honked the horse. Something. Horn. Like, no, you no, didn't. didn't. So, and Maya, Mia is like super pissed, and she like tries to, to like confront him, and he ends up handcuffing her to like one of the like the communion railing. Wherever.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that place you go and you know get on your knees and take communion to symbolize your relationship with God. That's where he handcuffed her. Right. Not sure that's the ideal place for this
1: And meanwhile, she's in
0: full, like, fully in withdrawals And she's seeing things, and she saw stuff in the mist, and I I guess this is her mother?
1: Yeah. We must assume that that is her mother. The vision is like, yes, that's right, sweetie. I'm just your withdrawals talking. And then she, she turns around, and she's there behind her, and she keeps moving around. Later, she and Brian are talking, and she says, I know it's bad because I'm having hallucinations. I saw this woman in the mist and so she's like i know this is just withdrawals and you know i just need to make it through like it's gonna take like a week or whatever mm-hmm. and then later they're talking again and he says baby doll she's like what and he says the woman in the mist called you baby doll it wasn't a hallucination i saw it too right
0: and that's actually a fairly significant thing mm-hmm. uh, which i would presume they're going to talk about more later yes. But that's kind of their end of their story. What has, what continues to happen in the church is there's some interactions between one of the parishioners and the priest, mm-hmm. which I found odd in that he the, the priest, he didn't seem inclined to comfort so much as to say, come
1: on, folks, we just have to deal with this. Mm-hmm.
0: And you had a different reaction. You thought he actually handled that, that scene with the parishioner. Better than I did.
1: Yeah, well, the guy comes up, and he's like, are you going to do a service tonight? And the priest is, like, in the middle of checking the kitchen for rations. Right. Like, this is not, like, you know, I'm, you know, he's not, like, sitting there and playing solitaire or something. He's trying to figure out uh, what is happening, what they've got. And, and he's like, well, I wasn't planning on it. And he, the kid says, this is a younger guy, mm-hmm. the kid is like, well, you know... I've been thinking a lot about the Book of Revelations, and the priest like immediately shuts him down. Like, okay. That is that, the good. That is the. That, that is what I was thinking. Like this is okay. he's handling this, really, really well because he's like, you know what? I think maybe we just need to be praying and contemplating more than like trying to decide what's actually happening. Okay,
0: mm-hmm. I agree with I agree with him shutting down the kid about Revelations because that's mm-hmm. a that's a leap to a place that's not going to end well. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't end well in the novella and the movie because it's kind right. of what ends up happening is they leap leap to it's the end of the world and the end times and a very you know negative religious right. connotation. And uh, I
1: remember I you know they have the Facebook on the stays now. Yeah. And I've watched the original movie, The Mist, one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched it all the way through the end, and I was like, well, that was something I never want to experience again. And I have not watched it since, and I, anytime that I, like, flip the channels and it's on TBS, I, like, get up and go find something else to do with my life for two hours. Um, and one of the things that I took and that I wrote on Facebook about the original Mist is, if you are ever in an unknowable situation immediately punch the crazy religious zealot lady in the face. Right. <laughs> like, as soon as somebody starts, it's the it time. You just clock that person and say, no, <laughs> sit down and shut the fuck up. Yes, I would I, I agree 100%. And every time they start again, you're like, just, I gave you some righty, I'll give you some lefty. You know... That's what duct tape is for. Is yeah. If you, gag the, if you just gag the religious extremist... Yeah. Martha, in most movies... <laughs> did you make the cornbread? No, but I was thinking about the. I said make the cornbread, Martha. <laughs> oh,
0: it's just... It, yes, it would have solved a great many problems. Yeah. Um, here, what they're doing with Mrs. Raven, because she has essentially become the Mrs. Carmody, mm-hmm. which, of course, was... In, in the novella and in the movie, she's the one who became... The the psychotic mm-hmm. the the leader of this sort of cult like thing, and they killed her off last episode. Mm-hmm. She was the one who got her jaw ripped off, and so this is they're you know they're taking a different route with Mrs. Raven, and she's still very very sympathetic mm-hmm. at this point. Right, I know enough about the show to know that she is basically filling in for the right. you know, the crazy cult leader at this point. But uh, Francis Conroy, excellent choice for an actress in this. Oh, she's I just don't a think joy. You can ever go wrong with Francis Conroy? She's so good, even in this. Um, I, th- I think she's given a scene where she's she basically finds the church wine, mm-hmm. the communion wine, and so she comes out with the wine, and the priest is like, "Hang on," and she's like, "My husband just died, and it took hours for to people to clean the blood off my face, yeah. and I just want to drink." I want to talk about my husband and and, and have some wine. And everyone's like, I'm on board with the wine. And he's like, well, okay, good point. And so she sits down and she starts talking about her meeting her husband and their life together. And I think it's a really, really good performance, except for the fact that it is way too loud. Mm -hmm. It feels like this is a conversation. This is the kind of thing you sit and you're talking about this level that we're talking now. Right. And she's like this. She's telling a story to a crowd. Right. And it fe- that felt a little t- weird in tone to me. I mean, it's a, it works. Right.
1: Her performance makes it work. But it felt you know, just and weird. that's one of those things. Like every time something good happens, every time there's a good mm-hmm. moment in this show, I automatically my my brain goes to this was an ad lib by the actor. <laughs> like I bet you, you know, because I mean, you know. Frances Conroy has always had like when she was on six feet under, um, I saw stuff where she came in and like she totally rewrote that character. Mm. Um, because she was supposed to be like this very type A, you know, aggressive, you know the Fisher mother was supposed mm-hmm. to be like this type A kind of bitchy matriarch, mm-hmm. like that and and Francis Conroy came in and said, "No, she can't. She can't be that woman. She's Cal- She's you know, she's a woman who. There's a thousand of them in Whole Foods, and I think that's even a quote. <laughs> <laughs> there's a thousand of this woman in Whole Foods. She is this California woman who has devoted her life to her family, and you know is and basically rewrote the entire character, and then ended up doing great, wonderful things with it yep. for." for six years. Uh, and I kind of feel like, you know, Francis Conroy came into that set and was like, okay, yeah, I get it. I get your whole missed things going <laughs> on. Um, I'm going to do a couple of things and you're just going to film me and I'm sure your editor will figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I am on board with that
0: because she is, she is at this point one of the best things about the show. Mm-hmm. And even though that scene was way too, like I said, it was just way too loud. It's the kind of, it, it the, it's the kind of thing
1: you get up on a podium and, mm-hmm. and deliver well i mean you got to think that of it as her as her eulogy for her husband and, so. and, and
0: i and i and i get that and that's i think ultimately why it it does end up working more than it doesn't but it just seems so weird mm-hmm. again just just a tone thing right and that's that, that's a matter of taste right so. well
1: and you know like consistency of character Mrs. Raven has the best consistency of character throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I told you this when I was watching, like last week, I looked something up about Frances Conroy, and I noticed for the first time that they had given her in this, in this show um, one of her, her right eye is a little milky, mm-hmm. and also it's drooped, and the right side of her face is a little drooped which is not a feature that Francis Conroy has. Mm-hmm. Uh and if you remember last week her husband was saying something along the lines of your your doctor said not to get too involved in too many conspiracy right. theories. Yeah. And so for the first time after after watching the show already once I'm putting together that maybe Mrs. Raven had a stroke. Mhm. Not terribly long ago. Right. Maybe not a great one, you know, just a minor stroke and and I she is uh, now a little bit more susceptible to mm, sure. goofiness because sometimes strokes do that to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now she does not have her caregiver, her husband, as her caregiver any longer. Right. Uh, which I just thought was a little p- bitty piece of something that I just that I was able to see for the first time. Well, you know, interestingly enough, when you look at the character that she has, her
0: the backstory of her character at this point even before she talks about her relationship with her husband,
1: mm-hmm.
0: his fairly well-defined. Mm-hmm. It's defined by things that Kevin has said about her, but the conversation she's had with Kevin, the conversations she's had with her husband at the library, you actually have a fairly good sense of who she is right. at this point. Whereas, how have we defined Eve so far? She's a bitch. She's an inconsistent, erratic person who's right. to, who who thinks her husband is amazing and wonderful one second and hates him the next minute. Well, okay, doesn't hate him, but just thinks he's terrible. Mm. And, and She's a
1: little histrionic, too, because she, you know, it starts off like her whole explanation of her relationship with her daughter is she hates me. And she's hated me her entire life. Which cannot be possible. Well, I wouldn't think so. But when you see them to them together, it's obvious that they share love. Right. But whatever relationship she has with her
0: daughter is supposedly different than the relationship between Kevin and Alex. Again, right. completely inappropriately described in the last episode. Uh, but it's just, it's yeah, it's so strange. And then you look at Kevin. We know that he's a journalist mm-hmm. because we had a line about him being a journalist. But other than that, if that line had gone past us, I could not tell you what he does. Yeah, I, There's nothing about him that indicates... Uh, you know, what it is that he does aside from just being Alex's dad. Right. And that's kind of okay because not every character should be defined by their job, obviously. But at the same time, it's just so weird that the most defined character we have right now, aside... Okay, okay. The sheriff is an asshole. Mm-hmm. This, is the, this is the sheriff. The sheriff is an asshole. The asshole has a gun. The, you know. <laughs> the sheriff's son is the jock. Right. The sheriff's son is the jock who might have raped... Right. Uh, um, and, and I say might because at this point in the show, um,
1: I have real questions about his guilt. Well, here's the problem. Again, consistency of character. Mm-hmm. Um, I, they do not even one time. And he is the kid, I can't remember his name. Oh, um, is, it, it's not, is it Jay? It might be Jay. I think it's Jay. He is trapped in the mall with even Alex. Yeah. And Eve gives him kind of occasionally like a like a stink eyed look, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh that's it. Little tiny little like, you know, looks. But never a, hey, this dude raped my daughter yesterday. Can maybe we not have him around me? Yeah. Well, okay. We we'll, we'll get in, we'll get into the mall here yeah. in just a second because
0: there's so many things right. wrong with the mall. But um, it's just it's really interesting at this point that the the characters who are defined well, the best, the, only, the real character, the only real character who's super defined well is the crazy old lady. The next character after is the asshole sheriff. Right. And then everybody else is kind of like, why are you people? Yeah. <laughs> so, now, <laughs> everybody's
1: sleeping, everybody takes the nap. Yeah, everybody, the they got to the church. This is the end of Miss day one. Right. And meanwhile. They, meanwhile, at the mall.
0: There are so many things wrong. So the mall.
1: the mall manager comes stomping down the stairs mm-hmm. and he's like, what's the situation? What's the situation in this dunk?" And, and they tell him what happened and he's like, we've got to go lock them up some doors. <laughs> and, uh, so Eve volunteers to go her and Alex and some other woman to go and lock some doors mm-hmm. and on their way back to, and this is one of those things like, uh, we talked about this a little bit. Um, there's never any define like it's a good thing that it's 2017. The show's taking place, and then malls are dying. Yeah, because there is legitimately no one at this mall. Well, it, there's legitimately
0: a whole lot of um, in one scene. There's two people. Mm-hmm. The next scene, there's 14 people. Another scene, there's 50 people. Right. I have no well, idea how many people are at the, this mall. It's a
1: two story. It's a, from the from the you are here sign. Yeah. It's a two story tall mall. And you got to think that. uh, Let's let's just conservatively say twenty five stores. I was thinking thirty, but sure, yeah. On each level. You were thinking thirty stores. I was
0: thinking like like thirty total. Thirty total. Okay, as as a ballpark number. All right,
1: just just this is a tiny little. This is a a level three mall, local community. Thirty stores. Thirty stores in the mall. Okay, so that's thirty at least at minimum thirty employees. Well, I would say there's got to be two people in each store. You, I, I'm, I'm just
0: saying at a minimum. So that's hold on, that's thirty people right there, right? right? Just as employees, just as of, employees the mall. of the that's mall. That's not
1: counting the food court, right? That's not counting the, the staff in the, in the running of the mall wing. And when they said that, because they said, oh, it's the... Because they find a body. They find a body down a hallway, and it's a hallway to the administration wing. And Tim looked at me and goes, administration wing? I, I clearly do not know anything about how <laughs> malls are laid out. And I was like, yeah, every single mall has like a whole hallway that's devoted to like the that. mall management office, the security office, the accounting office... Um, there's, you know... I worked in a mall for um, six months, and
0: it doesn't count, because I actually worked at the Carlos Kelly's that was attached oh. to the mall. Right.
1: So well, I worked at a survey place in the mall when I was in college. One mm-hmm. of those clipboard places? Yeah, uh-huh. I've told you about it before. Um, and so I got, you got real, you get real familiar, like, there's a whole back-of-the-house situation, mm-hmm. like at sure. a hotel. That makes sense. So, <laughs> the mall manager's like, we're just going to we're gonna, we're gonna lock the
0: doors and yeah. keep everything up whatever's going on mm-hmm. and I go well wait a minute those are glass doors right those are and the mist can break through glass just, just that's all they are right. just glass doors you guys don't have any security shutters or anything and it didn't it didn't click then it clicked in a later scene but none of this stuff is airtight yeah. by the way so the mist should be getting into all of these enclosed spaces yeah it sh- this is not a door. A door is not a barrier to air. None yeah. of these places have like, you know. Well,
1: I mean, but but you got to think that that the normal normal mist, ha- like if it were if it were misty outside right now, there would not be mist seeping in underneath our door. No, but this is our house. This
0: is true. But for all the concern these people will later display about the toxicity, mm-hmm. if the air outside was toxic. It would, we would be noticing. We would be noticing it inside. Right. Because it would still be getting in. Um, and even if it just, you know, smelled funny or the air tasted funny or something. Yeah. We'd still notice that. Nobody seems to be no, thinking about that in this show. Right. Uh, but then again, consistency. Right. So they all lock the doors and he gives out keys to other people. And Eve, I'm sorry, Eve takes Alex and some other lady. Yeah. And Katie they, or Christy or something. Uh, Kimmy. Kimmy. And they go and they lock a door. Now, what's interesting is that these people go off in these little groups and nobody else goes with them. Mm-hmm. It's like there's all these people, 60-ish people or whatever at the mall, and people can wander off on their own really, really easily. Mm-hmm. And I guess in some ways that kind of makes sense, but it also just seems really weird. I mean, it's a big space. You could you could wander off on your own pretty easily. Right. But in the
1: situation that anybody would be allowed to wander off alone, just, again, right. doesn't make sense. But anyway, that's when they find the administration hallway. There's a body in there. So everybody tries oh, There's blood on the wall. Yeah. blood on the, the... You see glass doors,
0: and there's just blood smear. Mm-hmm. And you looked over and went,
1: <laughs> they got that from the Spirit Halloween store. <laughs> because it is. I've seen it. You've It's, yeah. the, it's the jelly... It's the jelly blood that you, like, peel off and you slap it on your yeah. your thing and then you peel it off at the end of Halloween. And I was joking. I was like, the, the the special effects guy was just so excited when he found this. He was like, we don't even have to make these anymore. <laughs> Ugh, so bad. So anyway, they do this whole thing. Like, the kid, Jay, knows how to run a drone. Mm-hmm. They just so happen to have one in the, in the sporting goods store. And so they... Fly this drone into the the mist hallway. Oh, the body,
0: by the way, has had its arm ripped off. Yeah. So they're like, this is not normal, right? And it's it's Bernard from accounting or whatever. Yeah. So anyway, is... uh,
1: they figure out that maybe there is an emergency radio inside the security office down the administration hallway. Right. Uh, and the security office door is closed, so if they could just get somebody down the hallway to the to that to that office then there's a good chance they can get in and check the radio. Right. He flies the security drone down the hallway. Right.
0: And they see the door is closed. And then, so he flies the drone around into this other room. Mm-hmm. And there is, they see that there's a window open. Right. And so this is where the mist is getting into this space. Yeah. And so he drone flies around, and then there's a body. Right. And they don't recognize the guy. Yeah. It's like, who is that and he's written uh, something in blood on the floor. Yeah, A R R or A um, or A N A or now A R R clearly is meant to be Arrowhead, yeah. which is a, a government facility. In, in all the, the different versions of the story, they are you know they don't know what they don't seem to know what it is. So then the drone gets stuck, and I'm not sure right. what the drone gets stuck on. Maybe it gets you know, he tried to he landed it in the blood or something. I'm not entirely sure. I kept expecting the drone to get like crunched. Yeah. Eaten. Yeah, but that doesn't happen. So they go back
1: and like well, we gotta go down and somebody's gotta go into the security office. And somebody's like, You're the mall manager, why don't you do it? And he's like, How about we draw names? Oh no. He
0: phrases it even better than that. He says he goes, Well, I will if my name is drawn. <laughs> and they're like wait what <laughs> and now we see the entire crowd of people which is still way too small for a mall of this size yeah right but there were like 10 people in line at the pharmacy yeah so there has to be a lot more people in and this
1: then mall. and then not only that they passed like op like when Evie and uh, Eve and and Katie and and our Kimmy or whatever her name is there were when they were all walking to they passed open stores yeah. like unless unless the girl at the gap is like the manager said I'm not allowed to leave while my shift is going on. <laughs> like, seriously, there's... They did not plan this this
0: right. Yeah, and I'm I'm still amazed at this mall. This is a fairly big space, so I don't know if it actually was a dead mall they used mm. to shoot it in, but it is very, very well lit for a plate that has no power. Yeah. But anyway, uh, they go and they do the, the you know, They do the drawing of the names, and of course, (laughs) it's Eve. It's Eve because there's a writer.
1: Yeah, and he said it's got to be Eve. She's got to, yeah, she's got to be the one to go. She's the main character of the show, and she's like, okay,
0: I'll I'll go. And this other guy steps up and volunteers. He goes, you shouldn't go alone, and and she goes, okay, great, total stranger, and
1: nobody. Here's the thing: you're. This is one of those things like. I I would have thought what we would have you know that a group would have gone to the doors mm-hmm. with but no they go by themselves.
0: Well, and do you know what this guy's name is? No, because I think they said, but
1: I don't remember what it is. Garrett or Grant or something dumb like that.
0: And later Eve will ask the mall manager whether or not he's ever seen her, him before. Now, this might be a small town, but it's a, it's a big enough town. We've seen the aerial shots that I'm pretty sure that not everybody knows everybody else's name. Right.
1: Right. And you're big enough to have a third-tier mall. Yeah. So, anyway. Like, the mall manager's not going around and personally shaking the hands of every person who walks in the mall. Right. So, But they, anyway, so, they, yeah, they go. Yeah, they go off, and you're yeah, right.
0: And, yeah, they don't, they go off by their own, and nobody trails along. He's got a, the, the guy's apparently got a girlfriend, and she's mm-hmm. just like, she just walks off. So they go in, and he's like, so for it! She's like, yes. Yeah. Run down the hall, and they get there,
1: and they unlock the security office, and they run inside, and they're safe. Yes. And, and in- they, they instead of going, we got the the emergency radio. Let's go back out. Mm-hmm. They decide to open it up right there.
0: Okay. Everything in this scene is wrong. Everything in the scene. Everything is, wrong. is in the scene is wrong because you have that. You have. Uh, I don't care. How long... They have, they're they not clearly not meant to be in this room very long. Mm-hmm. So when they cut away from their scene, they cut back. He's going through channels, you know, and there are 19. Yeah. You know, you know, anyone on channel 19? Yeah. And then, like, three seconds later, he changes to channel 21. Right. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Do you know how radios work? Do you know how people who are using radios work? Do you think that everyone is sitting there with, by the radio, immediately holding it, so they're going to immediately yeah. respond? You're not going to wait? You're not going to do anything? I mean, so, I mean, that's, I'm like, what is he doing?
1: And then he starts so, Yeah, he gets frustrated and presses in another code and starts being like, Arrowhead, this, sh- this is shadow leader, or whatever it was, like, Report! And nothing happens. And Eve's like, uh, what's Arrowhead? Yeah. And then he starts saying, she's like, who's Shadow Leader? (laughs) And and What's going
0: on? And he does everything in his power to be as mysterious and creepy and wrong in this scene. And all I can think is, this would only be happening in a scripted show. Right. In the real world, he would look at her and say, okay... So, did I mention my name is Bob? Hi, yeah. I'm Bob, and I work for the military. And, and I'm going to try the military base yeah. that I know that I'm, and see if I can signal. And we can maybe think if we can get through to them, then you know that'll be great. Normal people would say these yes. things, and Eve notices that he has a gun in his, which by the way has not appeared in any other shot because it's tucked inside his jacket pocket, and which is not how you carry a gun if you want someone to not notice you're carrying a gun because it should be pulling down the side yeah. of it. it doesn't do that
1: it's just like what are you guys the consistency of the show right but anyway so Eve's like hey should we take the uh, radio back to the other people and he's like no the radio stays here which is you know again not right no the radio does not stay here we were sent to get the radio and she's like you know what I'm going to
0: Go now. And he's like, not yet. Mm-hmm. Why? And so she bolts, and he runs after her, and they get into a fight. Yes. And, okay, again, he's clearly a military guy. Right. And he fights as if he has never been trained to fight anyone in his right. life. There are a bunch of different ways that this guy could have taken Eve down.
1: Oh, yeah. No, he, this is, this whole, like you said, this whole situation was played one hundred written one hundred percent wrong. Yeah. The minute that they got in to the emergency or to the emergency radio and saw that it was on, if I'm even if I'm top secret military mm-hmm. in this situ- in this situation with you know right. arms being ripped off of accountants and mist they mist all over the place, I'm telling the poor lady Okay, no, no, let's back up. Let's rewind. Mm-hmm. When The mall manager says, we're going to draw names to go in to find the radio. If I'm some secret military dude, I say, you know what? Instead of drawing names, I volunteer to go. I just so happen to have my girlfriend and a couple of buddies with me. We'll We'll all go and check out the radio. Yeah. Yeah. And then take care of it that way. But... If none of that happened, and I'm in this room with Eve, the first thing I do is I turn around to her and I say, hey, I'm a sergeant at the military base mm-hmm. up the road.
0: And you don't even have to admit it's a secret project or yeah. whatever
1: it is supposed to be, or or it's it's just... Let me see what I can figure out. Oh, by the who's-a-whats, maybe we don't mention I'm in the military when we both now will safely return. But even <laughs> then, what what is what is the secret
0: of being in the military one has to keep? Now, okay, in... In the novella and in the movie, Arrowhead, the the, the the cause of whatever happens with the mist, is heavily implied, not outright stated, mm-hmm. but heavily implied to be something that happened at Arrowhead. Right. It's an experiment or whatever it is, something the military did. But they don't know that in this show. There's right. nothing, he give, gives away absolutely nothing by looking at her going, I'm in the army. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I mean, so they have this stupid fight. Where he stupidly doesn't just like put her out, and if if he has yeah. to kill her, kill her like that. Mm-hmm. He just it, it's a dumb fight, and she ends up getting the gun. Right, and she kills him with the gun, and then she runs down. Well,
1: and... she shoots him, and then he's sucked away. In right, right, that's true. Okay, <laughs> gotta gotta get the important
0: there because right. um, uh, I'm not sure what's happening there in that scene. Yeah, I don't. After a scene full of a things that don't make any sense, the getting sucked away into the mist thing, also up there with them. Oh, by the way, nobody hears the gunshot. No, in a mall in a mall that has no sounds aside from other human beings. Right now, mm-hmm. there's no air conditioning going on in that mall. There's no power, so right. there's no AC. There's no music. Um, it's long echoing hallways, mm-hmm. and there's a gunshot that nobody hears. Right, oh, sure, why not? Okay, fine. So she goes back down, and she's like, "Um, so the guy, yeah." And the girl comes up. She's like, "What happened to to Gary Bob?" Yeah. And and she's like, uh, "We got separated in the mist, and um, then I couldn't find him, and then he was gone."
1: Yeah. Oopsies. And the radio didn't work. Sorry. And the radio again. didn't work. So she's blatantly lying to them. Yeah. For what reason? None.
0: Well, aside from the fact that she did shoot him. Well, yeah, but shouldn't shouldn't she actually be saying, we found the radio, but then this guy went nuts and tried to kill me? Mm. Or he was like being all weird and stuff, and then he tried to kill me, and I barely escaped with my life, and then he was taken by the mist? And none mm. of these things are relevant to the situation they're no. in? Well, no. Okay, uh, well, clearly, they're not relevant. What the hell is going on with this show? So... Then she asks the, the manager if she's ever seen these guys before. And he's like, oh, first time. It's like, are you sure? Because it's a mall. A lot of people in this town. And I'm sure there's a tourist or two. And some guy might have stopped to get some, you know, some at the pharmacy. But oh, whatever. Whatever. I mean, it's just,
1: these people are all just wrong.
0: This yeah. the show is wrong. So...
1: That's kind of the end.
0: Um, no, no, no. No, because they have the whole, everyone goes to sleep scene at the mm-hmm. mall. And okay, so let's let's recap just for the briefest of seconds what has happened here. You've had a strange meteorological phenomenon that has killed the power of them all. Right. It has surrounded you in this dense, foggy mist. You have had multiple people have been killed by something or someone. Right. You do not know what it is. You've seen the woman's jaw get ripped away. You've seen, you've seen. Poor Benedict from accounting, accounting uh, had his, you know, arms ripped off. Some total stranger is scrawling things in blood, and on the floor, and everybody goes to sleep at the same time. Yep. Nobody stays awake to watch to, to be a sentry nope. or to watch over. It's like there's just like, eh, nothing will get us, get us in the night. <laughs> so then the kid, uh, Jay. Mm-hmm. So then Jay, lying there, you know, the kid who you know has basically been accused of raping Eve's daughter, who's legitimately there. Legitimately right there. Nobody's saying anything about this to anybody, but he gets up, takes a flashlight, and walks down to the bathroom. And he goes in there, and he sticks his hand under the sensor for the water, and nothing happens. And
1: he's like, where's the water going to come?
0: And then he looks up in the mirror, and does the, ah! And turns around, and... The girl, the girlfriend of the soldier from mm-hmm. Arrowhead, and another one of the guys that were in them are hanging mm-hmm. from the stalls. They have, they have taken their belts and they've hung themselves. Right. And that's where the episode ends. And I just don't, I don't, I don't know. This show is just. I would rewrite everything. You could keep the same story beats. But I would rewrite every scene of this show so far. It is mm-hmm. just doesn't make any sense. Right. Why mm-hmm. is this show? I mean, I'm not, I'm not at all surprised that this show got canceled based on two episodes. I don't know how it made it through three. Uh, I, looked up, I looked up its ratings, and the first episode actually got really, really good ratings. Mm-hmm. And then it nosedives. Right.
1: And Well, because people watched the first episode and were like, Ooh, no. No, no, no.
0: Obviously, no. Well, and, and, and you know the, the the novella is very highly regarded. Mm-hmm. A lot of people really think the film is one of the superior uh, Stephen King adaptations. Oh,
1: absolutely! It's one of the best Stephen King adaptations. I mean, it's a brutal movie. I'll never watch it again. Yeah,
0: it's. I mean, and, and the ending is is gut wrenching, especially if you're a parent, mm-hmm. because so many of the decisions that are made in the final portion of the film are something that, as a parent, you understand. Mm -hmm. And it's scary and creepy and and makes you nauseous for that very reason. And why it's really hard to want to watch it again. Mm -hmm. Because decisions are made that you get, whether you would make that decision or not, you understand it. It's really, really hard to look at when you have the source material of the novella and the source material of the film and the people who made this show just two episodes in, I don't think they know what they're... I don't I have they don't know what they're doing with this story. Right. There's no sense of of any direction and I don't mind
1: a slow burn. Mm-hmm. You know, I I watched the But there's a difference. I think as I as you watch more of this show you're going to realize it's not a slow burn. They it's it's Sophia's in the woods <laughs> is what you're, what we're experiencing because somebody was like, "We got picked up for, t- we got an order for ten episodes," and then they said, "Oh, that's awesome! I'm so excited." How are we gonna do ten episodes, we don't have 10 episodes of story?
0: No. Well, it's again source material is a novella, mm-hmm. and you can flesh that stuff out. There's ways to do that, mm-hmm. you know. And I mean, the 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 movie in some ways fleshes out the novella, right? And so there's ways to, to do that sort of thing. But this isn't it. Right. This is just bad. Right. Um, so, uh, folks, you should definitely check out uh, Spikes the Mist if you enjoy What's, watching yeah. things that oh, crash and burn. It's super bad. Oh, God. So anyway, um, yeah. So we will not be returning to this next week. We, we will instead be going to the nightmare that will be Disney's Zombies.
1: Yes. <laughs> The, and and with hopefully special guest, my best friend. Hopefully, I thought, his, we were, I thought we were. Sorry, Al Shabazz. Well, you never know. He might not want to do it. No. He, might, he might. But I think we will convince him. We will. We will ply him with with alcohol and and, mm-hmm. and candy. Yeah, buy him a buying a comic con ticket. Least he can do is watch a terrible movie with me. And there you go. Be on our podcast. About I think that it. is an excellent argument. So we will be back next week with that. And then following that,
0: we will be back. The, the following week with uh, The Return of the Walking Dead.
1: Wow, it feels like it's been
0: forever. It's it's always interesting when we have these breaks in between the seasons. Uh, I'm sorry, the mid-season break. Yeah. The The break between the seasons always feels like it's been several months, because it has been. But the mid-season break thing, which is a fairly, relatively recent invention of television, mm-hmm. um, is... Yeah, it does feel weird. So, But we're in the second half of the war, so it should be very dramatic and big and... And so thank you guys for listening. As always, we really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Uh, if you listen to us on iTunes, again, you please rate, comment. These are useful things. It lets us know what you think of the show. Um, and, of course, helps grow the audience. If you are on Facebook, you can find Zompocalypse Now on Facebook. Yeah. And we would love it if you become a fan there as well. Uh, Let us know what you think. Great place for comments. We post pictures from time to time. That would be fantastic. So thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Tim. We will see you guys next week with more Zompocalypse Now. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi for Me Radio, copyright 2018 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. This is Sci-Fi for Me Radio,